Hi, friends. Will Parker here. I want to share a few updates before today's show. First of all, Principal Matters has a new website. For 10 years, we have been using the same website, and this week we are excited to launch a new place where you can find all the previous podcasts and blog posts, links to my books, as well as offerings and services like the Principal Matters Grow Academy, Impact Masterminds, Executive Coaching, and Keynote Opportunities. Would you please take a moment and check it out? If you know someone who would benefit from subscribing to our weekly newsletter, they can use the subscribe link at the bottom of the homepage. Go to williamdparker.com. Also, I want you to know that we have opened a Principal Matters Grow Academy for the new school year. And the Grow Academy is a monthly virtual leadership meeting for Principal Matters listeners, where I facilitate discussion on a different leadership hat for school leaders each month, including decision-making, organizational management, accountability, effective communication, and more. Our first meeting is September 13th, and we will meet each Wednesday, the second Wednesday of each month through June of 2023. This is a limited registration number in order to maintain a small collaboration group. So reach out if you're interested at will at williamdparker.com and just ask about the Grow Academy. In addition, I want to encourage you to register for the upcoming virtual series that Jen Schwanke and I are providing for the National Association of Secondary School Principals called Ignite Plus. When you register, you will have direct access to four live virtual meetings that Jen and I are facilitating on whole school wellness, September 14th, October 12th, November 16th, and December 14th. We'll be using content from our books, Pause, Breathe, Flourish, and her book, The Teacher's Principal. And when you register, you're also getting access to other sessions led by great leaders like Robin Jackson, Principal L, and Jimmy Casas. You don't want to miss this opportunity. Go to naspsporg backslash Ignite Plus to register today. I also want to give a shout out to a friend of mine, Dr. Helen Kelly, an administrator from the UK who wrote the book, School Leaders Matter, and was a previous guest on Principal Matters episode 337, where she shared some powerful lessons on how to prevent burnout. Dr. Kelly is offering a virtual one-day workshop on October 12th, 2023 called Maximizing Your Work Recovery. And you can find out more and register at her website at drhelenkelly.com or go to the link with this post at williamdparker.com and you can check it out there. Finally, we want to hear from you. Recently, Jen Schwanke and I shared an episode of Reflective Questions, and we had feedback from several listeners who wanted an opportunity to have a conversation where they could reflect with guided questions and coaching. And as a result, I've made some great new friendships and learned a lot from the experiences of other leaders. So I wanted to extend that complimentary invitation again to listeners. If you're interested in connecting for a 30-minute touch base where I can ask you questions and help you reflect on your own leadership, email me at will at williamdparker.com with the subject line reflect and reach back to schedule a time. If you are a regular listener, thank you. And please check out the new website and tell us what you think. If you're a new listener, welcome to the Principal Matters Podcast. I'm wishing you a great week ahead. And let's listen to today's show. And thanks again for doing what matters. Principal Matters Podcast, episode 359. Hi, friends. This is Will Parker, host of Principal Matters, the School Leaders Podcast, where each week we bring you inspiring, innovative, and imaginative ideas. I'm back with 
our co-host, Jen Schwanke, Deputy Superintendent from Dublin City Schools and author of three great books for leaders. And you're working on the fourth one right now, aren't you, Jen? Yeah, we, I, I have one coming out in February from ASCD. So we're excited. You know, it's down down the road to the painful editing part right now, which is which is good. It means the haze in the barn. Now we just have to enjoy it. Yeah, well, sneak peek in February. Well, can folks prepare to read? Yes, it's called The Principal's Guide to Conflict Management. Oh, so uh, I know a hot topic for a lot of us, right? Oh, I would love that. <laughs> well, you and I both admire the work of Jennifer Abrams, and I got to have an interview with her um, actually earlier today, although because you and I bank ours and I bank those, um, she may not be listened to by listeners until uh, several months from from the time they're going to be hearing this one. Um, you and I are recording, but going to release this somewhere around the end of August. So welcome back to everyone who's stepping into school and starting that fresh new year. I know because I talked to you yesterday offline that uh, both of our families have sent our kids back to school. Our son, Jack, stood on the front porch in his first day, backpack in his senior year. And I know you've got a Jack and your kids are, are heading out to what a fun time of the year, Jen. And we have a question from a listener who is stepping into something new this year too. Um, and I'm going to ask you if you'll take a minute to just kind of either read it or summarize for us what question we're going to be diving into today. Well, this was this is why we decided to do this now, right, Will? Because it's so timely. I think there's a lot of people out there feeling this. And so it came from a, a listener um, who contacted us in mid-July. And, you know, she said, she said, everything's great. No, no problems. However, her principal retired. Um, this listener is an assistant principal and she really was, she's feeling really positive. She's met the principal. Everything's very productive and going well. She just said, I, I want suggestions for how I can build and maintain trust with my new principal. I want tips for how to be the best assistant principal that I can be. And boy, we read this question, Will, didn't we? And we thought, oh, we have things to say because we've both been in that assistant role and we've been in the the principal role. And I think we've learned some things along the way that we want to share today. We have. And it was interesting. If, if listeners, if you could see how Jen and I work, we typically, we jump on a Zoom. We have a shared doc where we will... Um, shared notes with each other back and forth. And so normally when we get a question, we'll just both start jotting things down and we can see each other's notes. And I, I'm going to say in less than five minutes, you and I came up with about 15 things that we right. like to say. <laughs> right. So, so I don't think we're going to cover them all, but why don't you start, Jen, if you were going to have this um, conversation with the new assistant principal, where would you begin in answering that question? Well, you know, I, every time I've served as an assistant and I'm in an assistant role now, um, I'm my superintendent, I'm the deputy superintendent. So it's my job to, uh, follow his vision and help him however he needs. Um, I, I don't run the show. I don't want to run the show as an assistant. Um, it's his show, you know, and that's what, what he was hired to do. And I, I constantly remember what I'm hired to do. And when I served as an assistant principal, I was, I really went in with a mindset of, I want to learn from this person because I do believe everybody that we cross paths with is teaches us something. And I have seen assistant principals really misstep when they've been there, you know, they're the incumbent <laughs> administrator, so to speak. And they think, you know, well, I'll just teach this new principal all the things and it'll be fine. Whereas it really has to be a very delicate dance of 
um, you know, helping this person succeed in the principal role, providing the support, not stealing the 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 main office, so to speak. And and it's a delicate balance. It, it's a dance. And so um, I think the most important thing at the beginning is listen, really, really listen to your principal's questions, to your principal's vision, to your principal's past, to your principal's perspective. And that will really help you gain an understanding of who this person is and what they want the school to be. I love that. And it's funny because you and I were both adding notes and the very first one I added was discover the visions and values of your head principal and consider how you can support him and her. And the very first one you added was listen and try to understand the vision of your new right. principal. And so it's so funny that you and I both started there, which was what is the definition of your role, assistant principal, who right. are you assisting? And so, so as an assistant administrator, it doesn't mean that you don't have visions and ideas and improvements and abilities and expertise that you can leverage in helping your school, but it does mean that those need to align with the the person whom you're assisting. Uh, Where would you go next? Well, I think connected closely to what I said too is loyalty. And this can be really tricky again for an assistant who's been there for a while because you might've really liked your past principal or there may have been, um, a relationship that meant a lot to you or a relationship that was difficult, whatever it is. I think a new principal coming in is a time to establish loyalty. And here's why I say that people, the community, staff, students, those folks are going to try to get a feel for who this principal is. Right. And what they're going to do is look to the familiar face to read that face and try to figure out, okay, is this, what's this principle going to be like? Is it going to be the same as before? Is it going to be different? What is the vision? And again, they're going to look at the assistant for that. So what I, what I think that this, our, our listener needs to be prepared for is the community will base their opinion on the principle on what the assistant says and does. And they'll ask leading questions too. So what do you think? What's the new principle like? What is she, you know, what is she going to change? What, um, where'd she come from? And in a lot of ways, your job there is to pass block for the principal, you know, to, to be loyal and to say, oh my gosh, she's great. We're, we have such productive meetings. I'm so excited for the future and really establish a sense of positive intentions with the people who put you in that position. And I think it, it, you know, the more nice things you say, the more positivity that you share, the better. Because if you say something like, yeah, we'll see, the story will build from there. And all of a sudden, people will create a narrative where there's problems, where there's division, they'll feel a crack, you know, in the teamwork. And so you have to be very, very careful when people ask those leading questions what your answer is really telling them and what your body language and your facial expressions are telling them as well. I sat on a lot of, and so did you, a lot of different administrative team structures as a new AP, then as a veteran AP and then training APs and being the the assistant principal with more than one assistant principal, training assistant principals when I was the principal. So in all of those configurations and relationships, Jen, you're right. Loyalty and trust are the bedrock for good work because it's kind of weird. It doesn't matter if there's just two administrators in a building 
or five administrators in a building, it's like parenting. It's like, if you don't stay loyal and, and, and true to one another, you will get divided and you will be conquered. Right. And I think it's important to really emphasize here that these two, that the trust and loyalty between the two people or four people or whatever's on the team, they feed each other. So let me give you an example. Being in this situation pretty recently, a lot of people said, so what's, what's he like? What, you know, what does he say? What does he do? What does he think? And I had thought about my answers ahead of time and I gave positive feedback and that really reassured people, you know, that our leader is a good leader. We're going to be in good hands. Then word got back to the leader that, Hey, his assistant thinks he's pretty great. And so then he in turn thought, all right, Jen's trustworthy. She's trust willing. She's able, you know, she, she's part of the team that would get back to me. Hey, he thinks you're pretty great. And so that relationship, rather than being fractured by the input and the inevitable chitter, you know, chit chat of others was actually strengthened by it. So that's why not only loyalty, but talking in loyal terms and acting in loyal terms and behaving in loyal terms reinforce reinforces the loyalty and the trust. I love that. Um, talk next about phrases to avoid. <laughs> you read my, my notes ahead of time. Um, <laughs> I think as an assistant principal, who's been there a while, it's so easy when a question comes up to say, well, this is how we've always done it. Or, um, you know, this, this is something that just matters to the staff or to the parents and dismiss any questions that the principal might ask. And so you have to, th you know, to say that is fine, but there's a different way to say it. So again, let's play this out. The principal says to you, why do we always have pep rallies um, at two o'clock? Let's say I'm making that up, but let's, why at two o'clock? Why not three? Why do we always have them at two? Well, that's because we've always done it. Could be replaced with, well, let me tell you why. This is something that the school has stuck to over time. Um, or another one that I like to use when someone, if someone were to say to me, why do we always have pep rallies at two o'clock? You might say, well, let me tell you what feelings and emotions are associated with this issue. And so that way you're not making a judgment as to whether it's a good or a bad thing. The reason you you do what you do, you're saying the why. And you're saying when there are deep feelings or, um, you know, if it's, if we, you know, if it's a sacred cow, something, Hey, don't touch this. You want to explain the why you don't want to say, Hey, principal, don't change it. It's not worth it. It'll just make people mad. You want to say, here's why this is important to our community. I love that. Now, part of the question too, was tips for being the best assistant. I just love that question because it's I do already too. assuming how do I build a good relationship with my principal, but then also how can I be the best in the role that I'm in? And so um, I want to, I just want to speak to a couple of things that I think are important for any AP to keep in well, mind. Well, and Go will ahead. you talk about your, you talked about structural divisions. Mm -hmm. You are really, really good at this. And you've talked about that before in your experience. So talk about literally the formal organizational needs. Those, we need to spend some time there. Okay. I think that's important. If I was stepping into, and I did this when I would train APs, fellow APs, when I became a veteran or later as a principal training new APs that I was hiring, um, one of the very first conversations that we would have, of course, it was about trust and about expertise. But then when it came to practice, one of the very first things we would do is, and I'll just give you an example. I would sit down with a new AP or in that relationship. And I would say, let's walk through some scenarios together. 
let's just walk through some scenarios together that I know you're going to be encountering this year. You're going to be encountering student discipline. So let's just walk through a student discipline scenario. Let's pretend you have a student in your office who's done something that's going to require a parent phone call and some kind of disciplinary action. Um, what form are you going to use? Where are you going to store it in your LMS? Where are you going to con find the contact information for the parents? What is the process going to be after that disciplinary action has been happened? Who else needs to be told? How are you going to, and, and so what is the structure and the process involved in that so that there's no surprises and you're not trying to figure that out in the heat of the moment. And so first of all, practicing process is an important part of understanding your own responsibility. But then also what I would encourage leaders to do, and we did in my teams, was we would sit down and then divide up what are the things where I'm the point person for responsibility? And what are the things where you're a point person for responsibility? So for instance, as a site principal secondary in the school that I led, um, I was the point person for, I'll just give you an example, um, reports to the state in terms of student outcomes, attendance, those kinds of things that came from my office, where one of my APs, for instance, might be over a specific PLC group in the school, or maybe over a uh, attendance enforcement. And so we d would divide up what I call key responsibility areas, defining all the roles that Will takes point on, all the roles that you take point on, the divisions of labor of which teachers I'm observing, which teachers are observing, and then making sure that we shared calendars, mapped out events, scheduled when we're covering activities. And so all of that structural work that you do on the front end helps you game plan for what's getting ready to come down. And Jen, you know, that's not a, that's a moving target. Sometimes you can go ahead and get a lot of that on your calendar right now at the beginning of the school year for the rest of the school year. And you're married to an AD. So you also realize some of those activities calendars come out later. And so as they're coming out, you can keep adding them in and building them in and just consistently visiting together to just work out some of the minutia of the work to take some of the stress off. So that's, that's where I would start in the conversations about process and structures. Support for Principal Matters comes from School CEO. School CEO is the only marketing magazine for school leaders. Access hundreds of resources at schoolceo.com. You'll find original research on teacher recruitment and articles about how to improve student enrollment. School CEO also hosts one of the very best conferences for school leaders. Powered by Aptigy, School CEO Conference exclusively features keynote speakers and researchers without the pressure of vendor booths. It's a dedicated learning environment that feels different from the other conferences you attend. Join School CEO on September 25th and 26th, 2023 to challenge how you think about branding and culture. Visit schoolceo.com and click the banner to sign up. You can save $100 off registration using hashtag Will23 as your invite code. Again, that's schoolceo.com and hashtag Will23 to save $100 when you register. Support for Principal Matters comes from DigiCoach and its walk-through tool. When Kathleen Beckham was a district director, she would walk through classrooms and see teachers engaging students in learning or observe elements missing in their instruction. And her biggest challenge was finding the time to give those teachers meaningful and helpful feedback that they would value as coaching 
and not correction. In the past, Kathleen spent hours in follow-up email exchanges after informal walkthroughs, but that all changed when she discovered DigiCoach. She now has a tool that can help her send immediate feedback from her phone or her tablet. DigiCoach is a fully customizable tool created by school leaders for school leaders to not only collect walkthrough data, but also ensure every teacher receives ongoing support, feedback, and coaching. It features thousands of pre-written, research-based commendations and coaching tips that can be included along with your own observation comments and a follow-up email ensuring all teachers receive effective and timely support. Are you ready to make the most of your walkthroughs with a tool that saves you time and enhances meaningful feedback to your teachers? Go to digicoach.com to learn more and please tell them Principal Matters recommended you check them out. That's digicoach.com. Well, and I love the idea of walking through a scenario. And I think I have a, a friend who um, was in this exact same situation from our listener, and she took it one step further. She said she believes that, um, you know, the more ideas you have, the better. So she said to her new principal, hey, do you mind watching me the first time that I lead a team meeting? Then you can see how we've always done it. But you might have some ideas for how to improve it, and it will kind of give you an idea for what our teachers are used to and what they expect. And the new principal really, really appreciated that because it was kind of like she got to spy on the building before she was there. <laughs> and then together, they decided what they might want to update. Now, the principal was pretty committed to not making big changes, which is wise. And so it just allowed her to watch and look and listen to get the culture of the building. And the assistant principal was glad to have, you know, not come in with a sledgehammer and break everything up. That She was glad that her principal took that time to kind of watch watch and listen. So um, I think there's a lot of ways to do it. Here's just a couple of ideas, but um, it's a good way to start. So Will, tell tell us some more of your idea. You have so many great ideas here. I even joked to you yesterday that I didn't know we'd get it into one episode. So let's keep rolling. What else do you well, have? Well, and, and I want to make sure that I'm speaking directly to this listener, but also other listeners too, because the listener, at least in the context of this email, appears to be someone who is already in a position now has a retired principal and now has a new leader that they're supporting. So in this context, you have an experienced AP who's supporting a new principal, which is a whole different dynamic too. Right. So you have someone that the staff may already have some trust in. And so I love it, Jen, that you really encouraged this assistant principal to establish that trust circle, you know, so that other people recognize how much we're going to work together as a team. And I, I would just add a few other things that I think apply to everyone, whether you're just like this listener or whether you're stepping into NAP role for the first time, or maybe you've done this for a long time. And I just think that's the importance of connecting with every person whom you serve, especially at the beginning of a school year and establishing that listening attitude with them so that you're, that you're representing to people that you serve that we're, we are present we're here to help you. We're here to serve you. And there's no better way to do that, Jen, than to be visible. And so I would just remind an assistant principal who's asking, how can I be the best assistant principal? You're not just being the best by your loyalty and service to that principal directly. You're also the best by the way you're treating the people you're both serving. So mm -hmm. think about your teachers, your parents, your custodians, your bus drivers, your paras, your counselors, your nurses, 
Um, did I say cafeteria workers? Uh, I, all of them are the people whom you're serving. And so one of the practices that I had as an AP and then later as a principal too was those first few days and weeks of school, I'm making the rounds and I'm just touching base with people and reminding them of the vision because not one person can do it all. But together, you can make those rounds and try to touch as many of those folks you're serving as possible. One of the other suggestions that I give is, um, and this may sound weird, but I like to do this, is find a bus route and jump on a bus after school one day or in the morning and ride a bus route so you can remember what it's like to be so painfully jammed in with kids. <laughs> and, <laughs> and and you can remember what community you live in. And those bus drivers really love and respect it when you do that too. And so just connecting and making sure that you are building that ongoing relationship with the people that you serve. And as an AP, recognizing that you're not just representing you when you do that, you're representing uh, your leader as well. Just yesterday, I was talking to a friend who's a guidance counselor and she has a new assistant principal. And she said they were, there was a group of counselors stressing before the first day of school, you know, trying to get all the schedule changes done, all the stress. And the assistant principal stopped in and said, how are you guys doing? And she said, it meant so much to us. Mm -hmm. And later I reflected and I thought, see, that wasn't six individual visits with counselors. That was a group of them. Mm -hmm. So very efficient uh, of that assistant principal. But just to say, how are you? Are you holding up okay? That's really key to building that trust. I'm going to add some other really practical things. And this may be like no brainers, but sometimes no brainer reminders to me are like, oh yeah, I should do that. Um, what, so so just some reminders, um, you need to be, F familiar enough with your policies and procedures that it's like your leader Bible, you know, that this is, this is the thing that you understand thoroughly enough that you can enforce consistently, fairly, and firmly the things that your board and your principal are going to be expecting to be done consistently because it's going to save you a lot of trouble and not overstep boundaries. And you're going to have a strong understanding of what to communicate for student expectations and with parents and so I just always encourage leaders to stay aware of what you've committed to in, in your policies is, is because those inform your practice. And I think it also helps you to avoid um, pitfalls that are going to create problems if you don't. Um, for newer leaders, and I'm just going to speak to newer leaders, this, this listener may not be a newer leader, but I would just say if you run into a gray area, because some things are very implicit in or explicit in um, our student handbooks and some things are not. When you went into those gray areas, that's when you need to set, you need to reach back to that leader, the other leader in your building, especially if you're an AP to the principal and get trusted, experienced advice between the two of you bet before you move on. So stay strong in your policies and procedures, but then reach out when you run into a gray area to make sure that you're on the same page. You know, when I was an assistant, there was a really, really sticky discipline situation. And I knew what I should do, but there was enough gray area that I thought, oh, okay. And here's what, what, here's what the gray area was. The parent I knew was going to be nasty. I knew it was going to get ugly. I, I dreaded it. I knew what I probably should do, but I kind of wanted to be a little bit more relaxed because I didn't want to deal with it. And I called a friend and she said, would you make this exception if it weren't a tricky parent? And I said, no. And she said, then there's your answer. Mm 
And you have to ask yourself that, am I looking for gray areas to, to make this less painful? Um, and ask yourself, would I do this if it were another person or another parent or another teacher or another scenario? And if the answer is no, then you probably know that you're, you're a little nervous and you're probably going to make a, a decision that would not reflect on that fair, consistent, firm uh, trifecta that you, you referenced, Will. In the, well, in the power of what you said there too, Jen, was you called a friend. Because I'm just, I can't tell you the number of times that in all of the years of education that reaching out to a trusted friend gives me better perspective. So, so don't, don't, I I probably have said this every episode, but I'm going to say it again anyway, in case someone new is listening, tuck in your cape and quit pretending you're a superhero and (laughs) and ask for help. Don't do this alone. Right. Because your friends, whatever friend you decide to phone, they don't know all the the nuance. They don't know all the politics. They don't know any of that. And that's a good thing. They will listen to the facts and they'll listen to your feelings and your worries and your anxieties too, but they'll, there's always something to be learned from phoning a friend. I'll add this too, Jen, Um, in case this assistant principal and principal have not already prioritized this, then I would suggest the AP request it. And that is scheduled weekly meeting time together as an, as a team because leaders need to have intentional schedule time for face-to-face so they can debrief, so they can plan ahead, so they can think things through. And especially in a new relationship, whenever I was mentoring new people onto admin teams in my work, uh, we always spent way more time together at the front end because it's important to onboard. And part of that onboarding is just working through scenarios. And like you said, modeling meetings or modeling a disciplinary setting or whatever it is. And and some of you listening may have um, this, and I'm just sharing what worked in my practices, Jen, and I've seen with others, so I'm not prescribing this, but some of you may have other admin type of people in your building, like SROs or security people. And I approach them with that same perspective of, I would like to intentionally meet with you until we can make sure we're all on the same page for how we're going to be managing these situations happening in the school, because guess what? They're going to happen. They're going to happen. So I would much rather you and I work out ahead of time, how we're going to manage it together than in the heat of the moment. And I can't tell you, I've worked with three, four different officers over the years in the schools that I worked with that worked in security positions. And they would come back later and say to me, thank you, Will, for giving me that kind of intentional focus, not assuming that even though I'm an expert in security, that I knew how to manage it in an education setting. Because it's just like teaching. You need to be able to practice together some of those things. And that happens best when you've intentionally scheduled time together. Right, right. And I think there's one other component to that that's worth talking about. If you have um, every assistant I've ever worked with as a principal, all my assistants, we talked 20 times a day, but we also had a weekly scheduled meeting, as you referenced. And what was nice about that is everyone knew that, okay, 1130 on Mondays, they sit down and talk. So if, if an issue popped up Tuesday and I would say, Hey, I'm going to bring this up next week at our meeting. I'll get back to you. Sometimes it gave time for things to simmer down. Mm -hmm. It gave teachers a, um, a very solid time where they knew we were doing intentional work and a, um, I don't know if, if I want to say they looked forward to it, but they knew it was happening. They knew there'd be answers that were aligned, that were team answers, and that we had really taken time to think about. So, you know, advertise that formal meeting time that you have. Let people know that that it's a regular thing and that it will be a productive meeting that will bring answers. 
Well, Jen, I want to wrap this up, but, and there's so much more we could say, but let me just add one more thought and feel free to throw in any other additional thoughts you'd like to do. But I want to add this one too. It's again, it's a no brainer, but um, don't forget, especially as you're starting off a new year with in a new relationship to commit to the personal self-care habits that are going to keep you as healthy and focused as you can for this year and invite a, any other leader who's on your team to do that in accountability. I can't tell you some of the best relationships I've had with fellow leaders is when we've committed to one another to respect, encouraging each other to go home and see our kids <laughs> asking if, are you, you know, did you get your run in this morning or are you going to work out after school or, Hey, would you like to walk the building with me? Cause I know we've both committed to getting out and spending more time with every student every day, every teacher. And so those, those personal habits that you know are going to keep you sharp and healthy throughout the year. Again, um, stay committed to those, but also invite someone to do them with you. Right. Right. Absolutely. That's part of teamwork and loyalty and trust as well. Well, as we wrap this up, Jen, I just want to thank our listeners for reaching out to us because when they do, it gives us a glimpse of what they're listening to or thinking through when they're stepping into a new school year. But I just want to say for um, any, any person who may also be in this position, every setting is different. And if you've got a situation that you're facing where the feedback Jen and I have given doesn't quite fit, or you still have additional questions, reach out. We would love to have further conversations or include your questions in the show. Or if we have time, we could even set up a time with you to just chat on the phone or talk to you through Zoom. And so Jen, I've been giving out uh, folks, I've been reminding people of our email addresses. So you can reach uh, me at will at williamdparker.com. And Jen, how can they reach out to you? I'm at jenschwonky.com. So and, go ahead. Oh, I'm sorry. And my email is jenschwonky at gmail.com. Can't mess it up. <laughs> well, Jen, congratulations on the new book that you're going to be working on. You know that I'm going to be asking for lots of feedback from the content <laughs> when, when it comes, when it's published. And Principal Matters listeners, I want to thank you for doing what matters. We'll talk to you again next week. Sounds good. See you, everybody. You can find free resources like this one at my website at williamdparker.com. Check out the services link on williamdparker.com to learn more about leadership academies, mastermind offerings, and executive coaching. If you're planning professional development for the year ahead, or you're looking for keynote presentations from any of my books, please email me at will at williamdparker.com. Thank you for learning together today, and thanks again for doing what matters.